Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for coming back and listening to another episode. We are now in episode uh, four of season two of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. And I am very grateful for you, uh, for your encouragement, for your prayers, and for listening today. I do hope and pray that you will share this episode with others in hopes that it may help them weather the storm. I do want to say a quick word about the Scattered Abroad Network. If you haven't already, go check us out on Facebook and on Instagram, and we hope that you will pray for this effort as we are striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible, even though we are scattered abroad. Uh, We are very, very grateful to be on this network, thankful to God for the opportunity, and again, again, without you, we'd be hard-pressed to continue doing this. I, I do believe we would continue to record but it makes it so much better knowing that we have individuals who are listening. Uh, so again, we appreciate you listening, appreciate your feedback, and we do hope that these episodes, not only on Weathering the Storm, but all of the podcasts on the Scattered Abroad Network, will help you to draw closer to God. In this season, we are focusing on what it takes to weather the storm with. And we've looked at several words already, and we want to continue our study of how we can weather the storm with the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, we read about the fruit of the Spirit. We began this, this season discussing what it means to weather the storm with focus and why that's important. We also discussed the focus of the season and what we're trying to accomplish. But then we began our study of the list that you find in Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. We noticed how we can weather the storm with love, how we can weather the storm with joy, and today we want to examine how we can and why it's important to weather the storm with peace. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, as we examine verses 4 through 6, a very familiar text, a familiar passage, but one that I believe will, will help us to, to focus in our thoughts on what it means to weather the storm, to navigate through the difficulties of life, with peace. You know, peace is something that when you have it, no one can take it from you. The world can't offer it. The world can't supply it. Only God can do that. And as we go to His Word, we find how this peace comes about, how we can access this peace, and what we must do to make sure we have this peace with us always. And we're going to need it as we try to go through the trials and difficulties of life. Let's read Philippians 4, 4 through 6 together as we begin. The Apostle Paul, again writing to the brethren in Philippi, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 
Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, a very familiar text, a comforting text, but one that perfectly describes what it means to have peace and how it can help us to weather the storms of life. Notice that Paul begins this this chapter here in chapter 4, and he says, My beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, stand fast in the Lord. You know, that phrase, stand fast in the Lord, is so important. And if you think about the context of weathering the storm, Paul is essentially telling them to do just that. Listen, you weather the storm. You stand fast in the Lord. You look to Him. You cling to Him. He will carry you through. He tells them to rejoice. We talked about that in our last episode, the importance of having joy as you weather the storms of life. But notice again the language there of verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Some translations say be careful for nothing. You know, right now in our world, in our society, it would be easy to be anxious. be easy, easy to be worried about the things that are going on around us. But for the Christian, you know, we don't need to be anxious for anything. Notice the language. You be anxious, you be careful for nothing, but instead, in everything... In every trial that you face, in every heartache, in every difficulty, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, being thankful for these things, you let your request be made known to God. You give it to the Lord, is what Paul is saying. And what's going to happen? What is the, the natural consequence when you give it to the Lord? The peace of God, the peace that surpasses all understanding will do something for you. It will guard or it will keep your hearts through Christ Jesus. As we examine what it means to weather the storm with peace, I've come up with an acrostic. Now, this is something that I enjoy doing when I look at words, is taking the first letter of, of the word and, and thinking of another word that corresponds to it. So we want to do that in this episode with the word peace. And by adding these things together, we can have the peace that we need, the peace that God offers that will help us to weather the storms of life. In the first place, let's examine the letter P. And with that, I use the word prayer. Prayer is something that the child of God ought to use every single day. We understand this from 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that you walk around with your head bowed and your hands together praying, but what it does mean is that you're constantly in a mindset of prayer. When, when things are going good, when things are going bad, when, when you're having a great day, when you're having an awful day, you need to pray to God about it. He desires that we do that. You think about what prayer is. Prayer is talking to God. I love the way that the Apostle Paul defined it. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved. I love that language. My heart's desire. And so I'd like to define prayer as your heart's desire expressed with words. Your heart's desire expressed with words. And the beautiful thing about it is God hears the prayers of the righteous. His eyes are over the righteous. His ears are open unto their prayers, 1 Peter 
In fact, Peter says, cast all your care upon God, for he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7, he wants to hear from his children. You know, as a father, I understand that. I love when my children come in and want to come talk to me. They want to sit on my lap and, and tell me about their day. Or they want me to come lay with them at night before they go to bed and tell them stories. You, you want that interaction. Well, our Heavenly Father's that way, too. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to communicate to Him. He wants us to depend on Him. And look what He has to offer when we do that. So again, prayer is communicating with God. God communicates to us through His Word, Hebrews 1, 1 through 1-3, and we communicate to Him through the avenue of prayer. The Bible teaches that we are to pray to God the Father, through God the Son, with God the Holy Spirit. And that's Romans 8. We read about the fact that the Spirit helps us, intercedes for us as we pray to God. Sometimes we don't know what to say, but thanks be to God, He understands. He can hear our heart's desire. He can hear our prayers. And so if we want to have the peace that passes understanding, if we want to have the peace that we need, weathering the storms of life, we access this through prayer. In the second place, let's examine the letter E. And here I've chosen the word expectation. Expectation. As you face a storm of life as a Christian, you can have the positive expectation of getting through that storm, whatever it may be. You know, the, the biblical definition of hope is desire plus expectation. I desire to be with God forever, and I expect to be there, not because of my greatness or because of anything really that, that I've done, but rather God has shown His grace, He's bestowed upon me, I responded to that grace by obeying the conditions set forth in His Word, by obeying the gospel of His dear Son. And because of that, I have access to all spiritual blessings that are in Christ, Ephesians 1-3, including the hope of eternal life. Expectation. Expecting to get through whatever storm we face and expecting to be with God. You know the phrase, this too shall pass, is not necessarily a biblical statement, but it is in harmony with biblical truth. And in that, we think about what is said in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. This is a, a, a passage that is so beautiful. It's one that has been composed uh, into a hymn. And I love singing this great hymn, but think about the language. God speaking to His people. He said, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You know, God speaking to Israel there, but the church today is the Israel of God. Galatians 6.16 What a blessing to know that God will be with us, who carry us through. And so we can expect to make it through the storm. Because God has promised to be with us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 23, I know that, that my shepherd, the Lord, is going to be able to carry me through. Even through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you're with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. God will be with us, and we can expect to make it through the difficulties of life. We can expect to weather the storm, and through that we can have the peace that God offers through His Son, Jesus the Christ. 
In the third place, let's consider the letter A in the word awareness. If we want to have the peace that we need to weather the storms of life, we access it through prayer. We, we have the expectation of getting through the storm that brings about peace, but we must have the awareness of Jesus. We must have the awareness of the presence of Jesus. The one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Whom shall I fear? What can man do to me? We need to be aware of Jesus being with us. You know, in Mark chapter 4, you think about Jesus calming the storm and the disciples were on the boat. You know, the difference was between them and the, the, those in the other little boats, they had Jesus in their vessel. And you have, when you have Jesus in the vessel, when you have him there, then you know everything's going to be okay. There must be an awareness of Jesus if you're going to have the peace that you need to weather the storm. Awareness of his presence, but also an awareness of his power. I love John sixteen thirty three, one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. He tells his disciples, listen, in this, in this life, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But in me, you're going to have peace. So do not be afraid. I have overcome the world. When we have an awareness of both the presence and the power of Jesus, it'll instill in us the peace that we need to weather the storm. And so we've noticed in looking at the word peace, that if we want to access it, we must do so through prayer. If we want to really grasp it, then we must have the right expectation. We must have the awareness of Jesus with us, His presence and His power. But for the letter C, let's just simply say and use the word Christ. Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Chosen One of God, the One who came to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke 19.10, the One who came to give us life and give it more abundantly, John 10.10, the One who came to bear witness of truth, John 18.36, the One who became poor that we might become rich, 2 Corinthians 8.9, and the One who gives us the example of what it means to weather the storm with peace. You know, we find in Hebrews 2, 17 and 18, as well as Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15, that we serve a great high priest, one who can sympathize with us, one who knows what it's like to be tempted. In fact, he was tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus knows what it's like to go through a storm. He knows what it's like to struggle. He knows what it's like to be wrongly accused. But when you look at Jesus and you think about him going through those trials, do you not see a peace about him? I often think about him in the garden when he prayed to God, praying to his father, Father, if there's any other way, please let this cup pass from me. I'll do anything else. But once he understood that this was necessary, that this is what he had to do in order to please the Father, in order for the world to have the opportunity to be saved, he said, not my will, but your will be done. And I feel as if after he said that, there was a great peace that came over Jesus. And the reason I say that is because of the way he acted from that point forward. You know, he was wrongfully tried. He was taken out from the garden, passed back and forth between the rulers. They spit on him. They blasphemed. They mocked him. They beat him, scourged him to the point where most people would have died, but he, he survived it. 
to take the cross, to be nailed, nails through his hand, through his feet, a crown of thorns placed on his head, and for him to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. To cry out, it is finished. You just think about the peace that he had, knowing that he had done nothing wrong. He's doing the exact will of his Father, and the peace that he had knowing that, yes, he's about to die a horrible death, but in three days he's coming out of that grave triumphantly. He's going to ascend back to the right hand of God, which, of course, he did. Jesus gives us the example. And so if you want the peace that you need to weather the storm, look to Christ. Look to the Prince of Peace, the one who shows us what it means to weather the storm with peace. Examining this great word, peace, we've noticed the word prayer, expectation, awareness in Christ. But finally, as we examine letter E, as we end the word peace, let's think about eternal life. There's no peace like knowing that I have the hope of eternal life before me. Whatever happens to us in this life, whatever storm we face, it does not compare to the hope we have of eternal life. God, who cannot lie, has promised us eternal life. Titus 1, 1 and 2. We find in Hebrews 6, 18 and 19 that it is impossible for God to lie. We have an anchor steadfast and sure. Jesus Christ, the righteous. And in 1 John five thirteen, John says, My little children, these things I write unto you that you may know that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Brethren and friends, there's no peace that the world could possibly offer that would compare to that. I close with the words of the Apostle Paul from Romans 8 and verse 18. He said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What great peace we can have. What great assurance we can have knowing that yes, we're going to face storms. Yes, we're going to go through battles. Yes, we're going to feel as if we can't get through it. But we can weather the storms of life with peace when we go to God in prayer, when we have the proper expectation, when there's the awareness of the presence and power of Jesus, when we look to the example of Christ, and when we remember that eternal life is ours if we will trust, obey, and stay faithful to Almighty God. I hope and pray that this episode will bring you peace as you weather the storm. Thank you so much, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, You can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.